Ah, ah, ah. Don't touch that dial. Listen to Blondie, brought to you by the Watertown Players. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Tara Jones. Raise that curtain, Tara. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? I've moaned the whole night long. I'll do the cooking, honey. I'll pay the rent. I know I've done you wrong. Remember that rainy evening I threw you out with nothing but a fine tooth comb. I know I'm to blame, honey. Ain't that a shame? Bill, baby, won't you please come home? Come on home, Billy. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? I'm on the whole night long. I'll do the cooking, honey. I'll pay the rent. I know I've done you wrong. Remember that rainy evening I throwed you out with nothing but a fine tooth comb. I know I'm to blame, honey. Ain't that a shame? So, baby, won't you please come home? Bill Bailey, won't you please come home? Thank you, Tara. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, one of my greatest passions besides professional women's mud wrestling and airplane maintenance, is volunteering for worthy causes. I've been known to volunteer for some of the finest nonprofit organizations, such as the National Fawcett Polisher Society, the Jigsaw Hide the Last Piece So You Can Be the Last One to Finish Puzzle Puzzlers, and the local amateur women's mud wrestling team. However, I'm sure you know that my absolute favorite nonprofit organization to volunteer for is the Watertown Players. Are you passionate about Watertown? Are you passionate about community theater? Are you passionate about polished faucets? <laughs> Just keep following the Watertown Players on Facebook about future volunteer opportunities. Or if you just can't wait, send us a private message and we'll put you to work. The Watertown Players dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, our weekly visit with the Bumsteads begins, quite early in the morning, at the breakfast table, but this is no usual breakfast. 
Just look at that costume Blondie's wearing to fry bacon in. And listen to what goes on. There's rosemary. That's for remembrance. It looks like a piece of bacon to me. Shh, baby. I'm being Ophelia. What on earth is keeping your father? He's upstairs, being Hamlet. Is he all dressed? Uh-huh. He looks pretty funny, too. Is Daddy going out in the street in those stockings that come up to his chin? Those are tights, dear. I told Daddy he'd better put on his regular pants. Oh, baby. What did he say? He said, let them who play your clowns speak no more than is set down for them. Am I playing a clown, Mommy? No, dear. You're the second grave digger. If Daddy wanted to make movies, I wish he'd make a western. I could be two-gun dumpling. Well, but Hamlet is a very artistic play, baby dumpling. I bet no one ever made a movie of Hamlet with a home movie camera before. That's what Daddy told Mr. Dithers. Mr. Dithers was mad because it cost him more money than Daddy said it would. So Daddy said it would be the first eight millimeter Hamlet. And Mr. Dithers said it would probably be the last two. Well, the picture wouldn't have cost so much if Mr. Dithers hadn't kept changing the plot. Anyway, Dagwood will pay him back when we win the prize. Daddy told him that too. And Mr. Dithers said, you mean if we win it. You shouldn't repeat everything you hear, Baby Dumpling. What else did you hear? Well, Daddy asked Mr. Dithers why he got into this thing. And Mr. Dithers said, I don't know. I listened to you and the next thing I know, I was standing under a spotlight. It certainly all happened in a hurry. If you hadn't gone and played in the city dump when I asked you not to, it wouldn't have happened. Is this all my fault too, Mommy? Well, it is in a way, baby. If you hadn't found that little 50-cent film splicing gadget, Daddy wouldn't have bought any film for you to splice. And if he hadn't bought the film, he wouldn't have needed a camera to put the film in. Daddy says the projector costs the most. Yes, well, what's the good of taking home movies if you can't see them on the sheet? Anyway, Hamlet wasn't my idea. It wasn't mine either. I liked the little practice shots Dagwood took around the house best. I've saved them all. The ones about you and me and Daisy? Uh-huh. My, they were real as anything. Why didn't Daddy put them in the contest, Mommy? Oh, he thinks you have to have something special to win that. He's very ambitious. Speak the speech, I pray you, as I pronounced it to you. Trippingly on the tongue. Goodness, what happened then? Daddy said trippingly and tripped. Ooh, oh, that this all too solid flesh would melt. I guess he isn't hurt. No, Mommy. Here he comes. What makes him drag one foot after the other like that? That's the way Hamlet is supposed to walk, dear. He's very sad all the time, you know. I'm glad I've got a good breakfast for him. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer. Hmm, what smellest so wellest? Bacon, Daddy. Yes, bacon. How will you have your eggs? But soft, the fair Ophelia. Nymph in the orsons, be all my sins remembered. Good, my lord. How does your honor for this many a day? 
I humbly thank you. Well, well, well. Well, when do we eat? Sit right down, dear. Can you sit down in those tights, Daddy? I don't know. I haven't tried yet. This is new Hamlet costume, see, Blondie? Red and green. Yes, dear. What happened to the other one? It got torn in the duel scene. Hey, wait till you see that duel, Blondie. We fought with sledgehammers. Why, Dagwood, it was swords in the Shakespeare play. Yeah, but Dithers wanted it more up to date, and he said sledgehammers got over the idea of the J.C. Dithers Construction Company better. What's the J.C. Dithers Company got to do with Hamlet? <sighs> Quite a lot, since Dithers put up that last money. Mommy, when are we going to have sausages for breakfast? It's too warm for them, baby dumpling. What on earth made you think of sausages? Daddy's legs. Eh? Oh, yeah, uh, these things feel as tight as sausage skin, too. I guess I'll stand up to eat breakfast, honey. Uh, put it right on this shelf. The top part of your costume certainly isn't too tight. No, too big. This must have been made for two different fellers. I had to stuff paper up here in my shirt. I thought it would look like a big chest. Well, if you could keep it up high, Dagwood, instead of down around the waist... Daddy looks like an apple with two stems. Two? <laughs> Shh, baby. If you've finished your cereal, run out and play till Mommy calls you. Okay, Mommy. Here's your coffee, Dagwood. Maybe you'd better call me Hamlet today. It helps me stay in the mood. All right. Here's your omelet, Hamlet. Thanks. I'm going to need my strength when we do the retakes of that duel. You've got to do it again? Why? Well, just between ourselves, it's because Mr. Dithers wants to get the best of Hamlet in that fight. But Dagwood, I don't think anyone can change Shakespeare around like that. Mr. Dithers can. Anyway, how does Mr. Dithers get into that duel? He plays Polonius, and poor old Polonius is dead when his son, Laertes, fights with Hamlet. Not anymore he isn't dead. See, it's like this. We didn't have anybody to play Laertes, so we brought back Polonius. He wasn't dead at all. But Hamlet had stabbed him with a sword. That's what you think. That's what Shakespeare thought, too. Look, honey, it's no use harping on Shakespeare. He's dead, and Mr. Dithers isn't. Well, what happens in the Dithers version? Oh, Polonius just makes off he's dead, see? It's a neat twist. He's the one who haunts the castle instead of Hamlet's father. He's the villain. Why, Polonius was a harmless old man. Yeah, but he's opposed to progress. You see, the king, Hamlet's uncle, wants to remodel the castle. Remodel it? Oh, sure. That way we can get in some plugs for J.C. Dither's construction company. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. So Polonius fix up a lot of secret panels in the castle, like a mystery show. Wait, why does he have these panels? So we can haunt the place and stop the remodeling. And why does he want to stop the remodeling? Because when they were remodeling, they'd find his secret panels. Understand? No, I'm sorry. I still don't see what Polonius is up to at all. Listen, if the only reason he wants to stop the remodeling is to save his secret panels, and if the only reason he wants secret panels is to stop the remodeling... Wait, wait a minute. 
You've got me just a little mixed up now, honey. I've got you mixed up. Yeah. Bumstead! Here's Mr. Dithers now. He can explain the whole thing. I certainly hope so. Hi, Mr. Dithers. We're out here in the kitchen. Eating again, Bumstead. Well, uh, you know, just a little breakfast. Have some, Mr. Dithers? Not me. I've got work to do. People eat too much. Nobody needs as many meals as Dagwood eats. Anyway, I have indigestion. Oh, that's a shame. Won't you have even a cup of coffee? Well, a small cup. Plenty of cream. What's that? Bacon? Yeah, swell, too. How about a few slices of bacon, Mr. Dithers? Well, if I have to wait for Dagwood anyway. Only two eggs, though. Coming up. Sit down, Mr. Dithers. I wish I could, but this costume... Hey, where's your costume? I'm out of the part. Polonius has too much to say. Well, but somebody has to play Polonius. I've got it all fixed. I hired that feller, what's his name? The man about town. You mean Captain Scupper? That's right. He's long-winded in real life. Now, I'm a man of action, so I'm going to play the king. Oh, but Mr. Dithers, that's not a very likable part. Well, I've been touching it up a little. Way it is now, the king is the real brains of the outfit. Oh. Yeah, and instead of getting killed in that silly duel scene, he runs for a third term. He does? Yeah. See, he represents the spirit of progress, and that's what the people want. He gets elected on a slogan, a bathtub for every bedroom. That's a great idea. Uh, Only... What's wrong, Bumstead? Well, uh... Did they have bathtubs in those days? Don't quibble, Bumstead. Er, have those eggs three and a half minutes, Blondie. All right, Mr. Dithers. But I'm not sure anybody ought to take liberties with Shakespeare. He was such a great playwright. Hmm, maybe. Most of his stuff sounds like quotations to me. Well, yeah. But he's been good for a long time. Too long, Bumstead. Very old-timey, if you ask me. He had some fair ideas, but I don't like his style. From what Dagwood tells me, you're certainly bringing it up to date. Hey, uh, tell Blondie about Polonius and the remodeling. I got it mixed up. It's simple. Polonius is against putting plumbing in the castle, so Polonius had to go. We could have a montage of Polonius gritting his teeth while all the plumbers march into the place with the plumbing. They don't march, Bumstead. They come in trucks. Dithers Construction Company trucks. Oh, yeah. That's better. Here's your bacon, Mr. Dithers. I'm almost too excited to eat. Uh, Give me some toast. Listen, how's this for an idea? You know that grave digging scene? Yeah, we're shooting that today. Yeah, and I've made arrangements to have a Dithers dump truck in that, too. What? Oh, in the background. In the background. But, er, not too far back. You want the sign to show? Exactly. Now you're getting the idea. And listen, I've got a new fade out for the picture. Listen, the sun rises over the castle, see? Uh Uh-huh. That's good. The sun rises, eh? Uh, What for? It's symbolic, Bumstead. It's art. Oh. It shows the dawn of a new day over Hamlet's old home, see? Oh? But that's only part of it. The minute it's light enough, We see workmen swarming all over the old place, remodeling it. Boy! And then... The sun sets, and Hamlet and Ophelia wander hand in hand. No, Bumstead. No. No. 
We pan the camera slowly from the busy workman over to a sign. And what does the sign say? I bet I know. It says, this is a J.C. Dithers construction job. Right. You've got dramatic instinct, Blondie. Well, so have I. I mean, I've got an idea, anyhow. Listen, if you did want Hamlet in at the end, kind of, you could say he got tired of just being a prince and make him a F.H.A. man. Hmm. I don't think he can come back at the end. He's dead. Probably Polonius killed him for refusing a loan until that plumbing was in. Sure, that's it. Oh, I tell you, we've got something in this story. Sure, sure, it's terrific. Uh, the only thing that worries me is that dump truck at Ophelia's grave. Okay, we can fix that. It won't be Ophelia's grave. No, uh, but I've got to have somebody to find Yorick's skull. That's easy. The men are digging just the same. Only they're laying a water pipe. Well, so long as we don't lose the scene where I talk to the skull. That's one of my best. I mean, uh, that's a good scene. Don't let that worry you. The skull is in. Definitely. The skull is symbolic, too. What's that going to be symbolic of, Mr. Dithers? I'll tell you later. It's colossal. But there's no time now. Listen! Just boil those eggs hard and bring them out on location. We've got to shoot that graveyard while the light's good. We... we aren't using a real, uh... Cemetery, are we? No, no, we're using that vacant lot back of Blintz's delicatessen. Come on, let's go! Back that truck around where people can see it! They can't miss a dump truck on an open lot, Mr. Dithers. Ha! <laughs> I want him to see the name on it. Now, how are things going on your end, Bumstead? Terrible. Look at that crowd watching us. It's a marvelous crowd. Swell publicity. Yeah, but the police won't like it. A cop tried to keep them moving and then gave up and went to ask the chief what to do. Well, we'll be all through before he gets back. I don't know. Sid Morris was going to play the first gravedigger, but I guess he couldn't get through the crowd. Oh, that crowd. I tell you, the cops won't like it. Nonsense. There's a cop standing over there, not saying a word. Where? Hey, that's a funny-looking policeman. He looks like one of the old Keystone cops. Well, go talk to him. If he's a real cop, butter him up. If he's a phony, throw him off the lot. Go on now. I've got to see that they get this sign up right. Yes, sir. Hey. Yo-ho! Uh, officer! Hey, officer! Uh, pardon me, but... Ahoy, shipmate! Uh, is that you, Captain Scupper? Under the helmet? Aye, uh, it's me, matey. But you... you aren't on the police force. That's what I know. Well, I mean, what's the idea of your uniform? This here is my costume, matey. I'm play-actin' in Hamlet. Two? There aren't any cops in Hamlet. Mr. Dithers let on like there was. Told me I was wanted for the part of Polonius. Polonius! And he wasn't a cop! Well, I'm playing another feller, too. Feller by the name of Hercules. Laertes! He's not a cop, either. Mr. Dithers load he was. An officer of the court. Oh, he meant a kind of soldier in the king's court. Uh, listen, what we need now is the first grave digger. I can't play no diggin' part, matey. 
last diggin' I tried, I liked her come all unsoldered. Well, Baby Dumpling is playing the second gravedigger. It don't take much diggin'. The heavy work will be done before we shoot. Aye, I'll put my helper Bolivar to work on it. Bolivar? The wrestler? Why, he's the one that almost wrecked our house trying to move a piano. That's what I know. But Bolivar's better at digging. All you got to do is show where to dig, and he'll dig till you stop him. Uh-huh. Well, let's start him digging, and then you can change clothes for the new part. Hardly, matey. I ain't going to change me rigging in front of all them folks, thar. No, no, Captain. We'll go hide in that dump truck while you change. Come on. Mr. Dithers, yoo-hoo! What's wrong now? Where's Dagwood? He went somewhere with Captain Scupper. I think he's teaching the captain to say the first gravedigger's part. I wanted to rehearse the scene with York's skull. Oh, yes. You said the skull was symbolic. Yeah, it represents people who are too thick-skulled to build the Dither's way. Now you be Hamlet for a minute, Blondie, and I'll show you what I mean. You know the lines where Hamlet talks to the skull? Oh, yes, Mr. Dither's. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest. Yeah, but I mean the new lines. Listen. Alas, poor Yorick, you lived before your time. What's that noise? It's Bolivar, Captain Scupper's strong-arm man. He's digging. No, well, tell him to stop. I tried that. The hole is deep enough now, but once the captain starts him doing anything, Bolivar won't stop until the captain tells him to stop. Well, get the captain. Get Dagwood. Get somebody. Now, Mr. Dithers, the captain's changing clothes. Don't let a little noise bother you. Go ahead with your speech. I could do better if I had the skull. Oh, just a minute. Baby Dumpling! Baby! What, Mommy? Where's Yorick? I'll get it, Mommy. Yorick coming up, Mr. Dithers. Yeah. Now, let's see. Alas, poor Yorick, you lived before your time. Things have changed in the building game, Yorick. You ought to see what the J.C. Dithers Company can offer today in low-cost homes. Here, Mr. Dithers. Wait for Yorick. Well, give it here. Oh, that's not a skull. It's the best we could do. That's a jack-o'-lantern. It looks better lit up. What kind of cooperation is this? Now, what's that feller hitting with that pick? I think he's uncovered a water pipe. Hey, you! Down there! Go easy on that pipe! Blondie, go get the cap'n. Get Dagwood. I'm not sure where they went. Find him! That idiot will dig his way through to China if he isn't stopped. Now, come on, Captain. We can't hide in this dumb truck forever. Matey, I've sailed the seven seas and met up with danger in every port of the globe. But I never yet went out in public in nothing but me red flannels, and I don't hanker to now. But they look just like tights. You gotta give me time to kind of get used to this notion. Dagwood! Dagwood! Blondie's calling me. Don't leave me, shipmate, and don't let her see me yet. She sounded like she wanted to see me right away. Don't pay no attention. Not yet. Listen, I ain't never been so nervous since the time I was took in tow by the king of the clams. King of what? Clams. 
happened like this, it did. I used to tread clams as a boy down east. Well, sir, once we put into port in a place called Clambodia, where they had giant clams. They did, eh? Aye. And right away, I got my mouth sucked for a mess of steam clams. So, I went out to tread me some. First thing I seen was a notion they put up offering a reward for the captor of the King of Clams. Dagwood! Don't pay no attention. I won't. Go on, Captain. Well, sir, I asked around, and they tell me that this here King of Clams was five foot from tip to tip and a man-eater. So, that got my blood up, and I sets out to bring it in dead or alive. Gosh, that was dangerous. That's what I know. But I wasn't a scared a mite. What happened? Well, sir, I ambushed that clam. You... you did? Yep. And sure enough, that clam stuck its neck out once too often. And first thing it knowed, I had it lassoed. Boy! Well, sir, for a spell, it was pull clam, pull cap'n. And then, all the once I lost my footin' and was dragged to the depths of the sea. But you escaped. Yep. I outwitted that thar clam as slick as boot grease. How? I let go me towline and started swimming away from it. It come bilin' after me, snapping at me heels. Yeah, go on. Well, sir, did you ever bite your tongue? Bite my tongue? Sure, when I ate too fast, uh, but... Well, that's what I tricked that clam into. It gave a big snap at me and bit down onto its own neck so hard it was but horsey de combat. Was what? That's French for out of business. The king of Clambodia fed his soldiers clam chowder all the month, and I get the reward of 10,000 Eurowitz in Clambodian money. How much was that in our money? 98 cents, and I lost that at Pinochle the same night. Golly, that was too bad. Oh well, easy come, easy go. Dagwood Bumstead. Avast thar. I ain't dressed fit for women folks to see. I can't help it. You've got to come quick. Bolivar won't stop digging till you tell him to. And he's struck a water pipe and he's trying to dig right through it. Golly, look at Dithers waving his arms. And look at that crowd. It looks like a riot. Come on, Captain, before the police get here. Too late. Look, it's a water spout. He broke the pipe. Hold tight. I'm going to start this truck. Let me on there. Me too. Oh, Dagwood, be careful. Careful nothing. Get me out of here. Golly, here comes the cops. And me and my longies. Dagwood, we'd better wait and explain. Get going, Hamlet. Beat it, Daddy. No, Dagwood. Too... To beat it, or not to beat it? That is the question. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. After a long hiatus from being able to perform in person on an actual wood stage, we are pleased to say that in two weeks we will have some fabulous young thespians gracing the stage at the Elks Lodge of Watertown. 
in cooperation with Pioneer Drama Service, the Watertown Players Children's Theater Workshop will be performing Folk Tales for Fun. This multicultural play features both familiar and unfamiliar folk tales from Germany, Egypt, Turkey, and Liberia, as well as other exotic locales. Audiences will find themselves lost in the magic and fun of other cultures. For ticket information, please visit the Watertown Players Facebook page. And don't delay, these tickets are going fast. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. We left Hamlet and his company on a dump truck. We rejoined Dagwood at home on the following evening, counting the production cost on his home movie to date. Let's see. Film costumes and so forth, $100. Fines for digging without permit, damage to pipe, water rates and cost of lot purchased to quiet the neighbors, repair of dump truck, etc., $2,476.10. The 10 cents was for baby's jack-o'-lantern. I'll, I'll pay that myself. Is that all, Dagwood? All? That's enough. I don't know what Mr. Dithers is going to say. Oh, he'll be a good sport about it. What makes you think so? I had a little talk with him today. I told him that if he had left Shakespeare alone, none of the extra expense would have been necessary. Well, that's a fact. My Hamlet picture started out to be dignified. I know, dear. Oh, by the way... I took those little shots you made around the house down to Mr. Spooler's Photoshop, and he spliced them all together for me. Golly, honey. I wish Spooler hadn't seen them. He's one of the judges in the contest. Oh, he liked them, Dagwood. He liked them so much he asked to see a preview of Hamlet. Spooler did? Hey, if he likes Hamlet, maybe he'll recommend it for a prize. Well, we'll know tonight. Tonight? Mm-hmm. I phoned Mr. Dithers to bring the Hamlet film with him and invited Mr. Spooler to see it. Golly, I hope Mr. Dithers hasn't cut it all wrong. Boy, if we could win that thousand dollars, Dithers wouldn't be out so much. He wouldn't be out a penny. After all, he owns the vacant lot now. That sounds like a Dithers ring. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear what he thinks of the film. Hey, hello. Uh, good evening, Mr. Dithers. Well, Bumstead, it's terrific. Yeah? If I do say so myself, we've got something here, my boy. Evening, Blondie. Hey, Blondie, he... he says he... Her dear, you, uh, don't regret the expense then, Mr. Dithers. I should say not. Why, this film will make eight millimeter history. How is that Yorick scene when we finally got it? Well, frankly, I cut that. You stood right in front of that sign on the truck. Well, but I was acting in that scene. It wouldn't hold the public, Bumstead. You're no Mickey Mouse. I bet the scene between Hamlet and Polonius Scupper was good. Perfect. The cement mixer looked like a million dollars. Well, but, I mean, it did, eh? We should have given that mixer a close-up, though. How was Dagwood's scene with the ghost? Yeah, that was one of my best. I charge thee speak! How was that? Out of focus. Oh, uh, well, look, uh, nothing went wrong with Hamlet's soliloquy, did it? You know, to be or not to be? It was not to be, my boy. 
The film got light struck. Two? Two? Th that's Mr. Spooler. Well, we're ready for him. Get the projector, Blondie. Let him in, Dagwood, and we'll show him a home movie that'll open his eyes. Already, Mr. Spooler? Stand here by me, Mr. Spooler. I can point out the highlights better. Lights out, Blondie. Thanks. Shall I swarm the stitch? I mean, turn the switch? Let her go! Uh, wait. Just, just a tiny request before we begin. Sure. We welcome suggestions. Anything at all. Would you mind, Mr. Dithers? You're standing on my foot. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Much. Thank you. Pray proceed. Mommy, listen! Quiet, baby. Here goes. Ah, look at that main title. Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, by J.C. Dithers. See Dithers for Desirable Dwellings. How's that, Spooler? Huh? Uh, uh, remarkable. Listen, Daddy! Shh! Here comes the first scene. A panoramic view of Hamlet's castle by moonlight. It should have been by flashlight. That's the fastest traveling castle I ever saw. Was that the castle that streaked across the screen, Dagwood? Yes, but that shot doesn't matter anyway. Now watch. Yeah, here's where the ghost walks on the battlements of the castle. Take it on the roof of J.C. Dither's construction company. Two, all you can see is a pair of feet. Uh... Symbolic, perhaps? Yeah, sure. And also, I don't believe in ghosts. Daddy! I can't make out what this next scene is myself. Two more feet. Just the soles of them this time. That's the scene where Hamlet says, the rest is silence. But that's at the end of the play. It's in the wrong place. Never mind that. All this is just the build-up anyway. Now, here. Here's Ophelia walking around the castle. She's getting very nervous about the way Hamlet acts. She must be nervous. She's walking backwards. Now she's walking on the ceiling. It's upside down. Yeah, and listen, Mommy. I'll have to stop the machine. Something's wrong. I've been trying to tell you, Daddy. The film's been coming out of the machine, and it's all over the floor. What? Turn on the lights. Oh, ruined. Don't step on it, Bumstead! That was only the first part, Mr. Dithers. Listen, I've got an idea. You could cut all of that part and cut out the rest of Hamlet and just show the machinery. Say, that's not a bad idea. I could change that silly title, too. Why not? You could just call it Dithers. Huh? Uh, if you'll excuse me, uh, I must be running along. Me, too. I mean, uh, this way, Mr. Spooler. I'll see you to the door, Mr. Spooler. I'm sorry we weren't quite ready to show this film. Yeah, see? I haven't just got the hang of it yet, but... This was not your best effort, Mr. Bumstead. I'm sorry for Mr. Dithers, too. He spent a lot of money. Well, you could repay him out of the prize money. You... You don't really think that picture would win the prize, do you? Uh, I fear not. Uh, Mr. Dither's machinery alone might make an interesting modern film, and Hamlet alone, well ambitious, might yet triumph again.
but the combination is uh, unfortunate. Well, but what did you mean about the prize? Oh, I had reference to Mr. Bumstead's splendid homey sequences that you brought to my shop, Mrs. Bumstead. You... you like them? They were just sort of practice. I was touched by them. As a man without a family myself, they spoke to me of a home. That shot of a woman's hands. Blondie's hands. Yes, working so deftly in her kitchen. The baby's toys abandoned on the floor. That shot of the bacon frying in the pan. Mmm. It was all so real, so alive and real. I've already sent it into the contest. How's that? You sent it into the other judges? With a high recommendation that it be considered for first place. Ah, here is the front door I see. Good night. I leave you to lucky people in the home that thousands, perhaps, will yet see on the screen and envy. Good night. Good night, Mr. Spooler, and thank you. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, good night. Well, Dagwood, you see, you can take pictures. Yeah, I guess he's right about our home being a pretty nice place. It's the best place for us. Why, the most exciting and interesting stories in the world can happen right in your own home. That's right. Sometimes they're funny. And sometimes they're sweet stories. But with us, Dagwood, it's always going to be a love story, isn't it? You bet. I think that shot of bacon frying in the pan was pretty good. Uh, say, uh, I wonder... Yes, Dagwood. Come on. And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen the next time we join the Bumsteads. Our next episode is entitled, Dagwood Out for the Count. Hmm, sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Hamlet Gets an Upgrade, featured the voice talents of Carl Zarling as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as Captain Scupper, Andrew Woodard as Spooler, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. The Watertown Players are here for you with each and every episode of Blondie. And more productions are always in the works, including the Watertown Players Children's Theatre Workshops, upcoming production of Folk Tales for Fun. Be sure to follow the Watertown players on Facebook so you can stay in the know. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown players and our continuing episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, E-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.